0: The sun, for millions of years the source of life, but for one planet, the source of its demise. The temperatures climbed, the vast fields of ice at its poles melted, and the oceans rose. Centuries later, few people remained on this planet, once called Earth. The only remaining pockets of civilization are floating islands of debris called atolls. These havens of existence are inhabited by a weary, peaceful people, the Atollers, who know only how to survive. Now the Atolls have come under attack from a vicious band of pirates called the Smokers. Led by a twisted man called the Deacon, they raid and pillage the Atolls for supplies and slaves. And Nola has gone, the deacon's last vicious attack spirited her away from the bosom of her fellow atollers. Her only hope is your selfless courage, cunning, and guile.
1: All right, cut. Uh, thank you. You know, we don't have the fidelity to uh, put all that into the game. I think we're just going to run with some text on the screen. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, thank you for coming in and, um, you know, I, I put down the gun. We would love to be able to see our families later today. That's... Can I
0: do another take, please?
1: Yeah, go ahead, sir. Go ahead.
0: The sun, for millions of years, the source of life. but for one planet, the source of its demise.
1: What are we doing? We're plugging our nose and wetting our toes in waterworld. This week on how did this get played? Muto. To how did this get played? The show where we talk about the weird, oh, the worst, and weirdest video games of all time. You're doing great. All right, let's try again. Hi, hello, and welcome to how did this get played? The show where we talk about the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I am one of your hosts, Heather Ann Campbell, and I'm sitting across the city from Nick Weiger. Hi,
0: I'm Nick Weiger, and you know who else is here in the Zoom meeting?
2: Our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone.
3: Hello. Hello,
1: everyone. everyone.
2: (laughs) Hello. I almost forgot to say it. I almost forgot what I was
1: supposed to say. Man. That's what solitary confinement does to you. Eventually it just mushes up your brain like potato. Right. Uh how you guys doing? What are you how how you been? We're doing I mean I'm doing fine. We're doing all right. I'm doing all right.
0: You know, okay. whatever. It's, it's, we know how things are right now. That's, that's uh, we're fucking dealing with it. But, uh, we should, uh, we have a game to talk about this week. It just, it's just the three of us. And we have a, I mean, it's, it's a bad but fascinating game that we're going to spend some time on in one second. But before we descend into gaming hell, it is time to spend, as we always do, 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Okay. So the, we're all playing animal crossing mm-hmm. and I know we, we we're going to do an animal crossing episode at some point, but the, the, as of this record, not as of this release, we're in the throes of bunny day and yes. people are having a lot of opinions on bunny day. It, yeah. It, I, I will say the eggs that are spawning in place of the needed, uh, you know, wood and uh, fish and uh, an iron ore. That you were looking for, that to me is is getting pretty frustrating, especially because what you can craft with the eggs, I do not find visually appealing.
2: Yeah, I don't want any of that egg stuff. I because it's seasonal, you know. It's not like I'm going to be right. having it up the whole the whole year round.
1: Yeah, I um, I don't know, guys. It it feels uh, <laughs> uh. I'm okay. Look it it feels like all of it doesn't exist either way Time's um, up. okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh zipper must zipper must be stopped. hey uh l- this week's game is water world and and Heather uh, I mean there are many versions yeah, yeah what were you gonna say no
1: well, go ahead man what are we, let's I'm so excited about this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, why are you excited? What what is it about this one that makes it something you want to talk about?
1: All right. Well, I'm I'm a bit of a Waterworld junkie. Um and by junkie I mean that right now sitting in front of me is the making of Waterworld the movie book uh which I've had since the movie came out. I've got the um the extended edition of the uh Blu-ray, wow. which also comes with a full-size movie poster. Uh, <laughs> I have the novelization. Uh, I have, and I also have Waterworld for Virtual Boy, which is a rare video game. Wow. And the only reason I had it is because I liked Waterworld when it came out, so I got it for Virtual Boy.
0: You got it out of, because this is the the Virtual Boy, we're gonna be discussing the Super Nintendo version. Yeah but the virtual boy is the virtual boy uh, water world is considered i've never played it but is considered even among v- a virtual boy games to be particularly <laughs> terrible
1: it's really bad it's so bad <laughs> it is unenjoyable because like the one thing that you like the one thing you can say about water world for everybody is uh-huh. like water is pretty sunsets are pretty, right? Like everybody likes the look of a sunset over the water. And like the movie sort of appeals to that aesthetic. The Virtual Boy water world is red and black and it's like (laughs) (laughs) aggressively ugly. And so so you can't even look at, there's nothing enjoyable about the Virtual Boy version. Whereas I think once we get into Waterworld for Super Nintendo, we are going to have some positives to say about this game. Yes, um, but I'm really excited, and also we we chose it sort of because of the uh, sort of post-apocalyptic theme uh, right. of the of the game and, and setting it in our in our world as as it is. Is, I, I, you know We talked about like, well, let's play a post-apocalyptic game. And of course, I immediately pitched Waterworld.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe because some of our listeners are we not around when, or, you know, or maybe a little younger and maybe Waterworld is a piece of, of pop culture that they are not as familiar with. As an enthusiast of the film, do you want to uh, to give people a little bit of an overview or are we going to do that when we yeah, get into the game? Yeah.
1: You know what? I'll just start with the f- opening paragraph from the making of book. It is a challenge as ancient as the sea itself. The idea of capturing, in some way, the power and mystery of the Earth's vast waters has compelled humankind from the beginning of time. We cannot escape its pull. We are bound to the ocean as it is to the moon, whose shining face calls forth the monthly tide. It is a yearning the Greek writer Homer understood very well when he chronicled the exploits of brave Ulysses in his epic poem, The Odyssey. The hero's quest was not a tale of dusty battlefields and landlocked foe. It was a fabulous story born of the sea.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, I'm up to speed.
1: (laughs) So Waterworld is a 1990s Kevin Costner movie, and it came at sort of the zenith of Kevin Costner's career, like he he had done Dances with Wolves, he won his Oscar. Like he was, he was like a field of dreams. Kevin what Costner won a
0: Best Director Oscar. Yeah, for yeah. for Dances with Wolves. Yes, yeah, and then he, di- and then he directed Waterworld. Yes.
1: No. No, he, he didn't. Okay, he did not direct Waterworld. He he did no, he did not. Okay. Um, uh, the director's name was. Kevin Reynolds. Um I would so, have loved if you would have
0: been, if you said the director's name is Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but it was um it was a movie that was sort of, I think, originally budgeted to just be like a middle budget film. And then uh, Kevin Reynolds and Kevin Costner were like, let's actually shoot it on the ocean. Yes. And thus began one of the most infamous. Ballooning financial disasters of cinematic history because, like, they built the atoll. So, in the the story is in the future, the ice caps have melted. Ah, uh, the world is covered with water. There's no more dry land. And uh, Kevin Costner plays the Mariner, who is a uh, half human, half fish man. Yes, uh, and he lives on his boat, and he uh, drinks his own pee, and he, uh, and he, he sort of uh, docks at these atolls, which are giant man-made floating islands. And the uh, atolls are like trader communities. He's a fisherman, and then the villains are smokers who still use jet skis and motor-powered boats in the deep future by uh, tethering themselves to um, oil tankers, uh, and they are constantly kidnapping people, turning them into slaves, and everybody is looking for the myth of dry land. Um, does that encapsulate it? Did I do a good yeah. job? Yeah, it's, it's,
0: uh, I mean, that's actually a, a, a extremely comprehensive. I will say, and you get you get a lot of it in the game, uh-huh. That there is some some world building here, yeah, that it, it's not that the world itself is necessarily have a problem with, but it's just the names that they choose of things. <laughs> like that the thi- the the giant man-made islands are called atolls and that the, the inhabitants there are called atollers. And then that the uh, that the bad guys are called smokers. and then the lead is the mariner. And his ship is the Trimoran. Just like everything has
1: just like the dumbest
0: name.
1: Well, can we come up with a, cool names for this shit? Wait, but a Trimoran is the kind of boat he sails. That's what it is, a trimaran. But it sounds stupid.
0: Call <laughs> oh, it something cool.
1: But like a catamaran is like a two is a two pontoon boat and a Trimoran is a three pontoon boat. Like that's uh, just the name of the boat. Like I'm not you're, saying you're, you're wrong.
0: About- I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> don't make me listen to Trimoran. <laughs> don't make me read your Trimoran has been damaged beyond repair at the Game Over screen. I don't want to see that shit.
1: <laughs> well, and they're called smokers because their vehicles smoke. Yes. And, and they smoke. They smoke cigarettes. And they're, in the movie, rewarded uh, with cigarettes uh, for doing a good job by by their leader, the Deacon. Who is played another by another dumb name, Dennis Hopper?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that was a revelation uh, for me. I uh, had not seen this movie before, and I watched it today. And I just happened to be looking at the Wikipedia when I was texting you guys about something crazy from the movie, and I just kind of glanced at the cast list and lost my mind that that was Dennis Hopper. <laughs> it's insane to me.
0: It's yeah, and and a very you know a very Dennis Hoppery performance in this one. I haven't seen it since I watched it on VHS, but it, it, like the smoking thing that you talked about—that they are all smoking cigarettes. I mean, that very much timestamps it in the mid '90s when that was the the most villainous thing was like smoking. Like smoking was so was becoming a thing that if you're a smoker, you're a pariah. So here we're just going to say like the villains of this movie are smokers and they smoke cigarettes because cigarette smoking is like the mo- one of the most incourteous things you can do.
1: I also like that the culture of the I mean, it's it's Mad Max on the water, right? Yes. And the culture which should
0: be a home run.
1: Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and they knocked it out of the park. <laughs> 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 but like. If you are going to base your villains on a like they should be called like the salters or something like they should they should like consume salt. Sure. Because like cigarettes are going to go away like they can only find so many packages of cigarettes. There's Mm -hmm. no dry land. They're not growing tobacco. Right. Uh, And also, I mean, there's some there's some philosophical questions like how long after like people don't remember dry land that they think that they've always lived. On the water, and Kevin Costner's character is half fish because he's evolved gills. Which, right. So this is like thousands of years after the ice caps melted. Yeah, but they're it, still this floating cigarettes. Happen. Yeah. No, I mean, no. It, it doesn't really track. But just in terms of like a pleasurable water-based post-apocalyptic film, I I love it. I love it.
0: It does look awesome. Like it it's looks it's a, awesome. W- It's a it's an amazing, I mean, that they shot it on the open ocean, you can feel that. And then all of the, just how much money they threw at the movie, you see all there on the screen. Yeah. Uh, It's, it was, I think it was, I I could be misremembering this, but I believe it was for its era, the most expensive film of all time. Yes. And then it got, it, it it got taken over. That, that title was passed to another film shot on the open ocean, Titanic, uh, which, which took that crown.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And then also, if you're too young to recall the halcyon days of uh, (laughs) pre-quarantine. When is this episode coming out? (laughs) But uh, Waterworld was also a bomb. Like Mm -hmm. it was a total flop and it was supposed to be the most expensive flop of all time. But it turns out that it actually did turn a profit. It just took a while for Waterworld to like make ends meet. Um the music in the movie is terrible. The yeah. music in the game not so much. Uh um, the,
0: the score in the game actually fucking owns. And it, yeah. it's the best part of this game. I mean I and it's not the movie soundtrack. No, it's let's, it's l- a complete it's completely different.
1: Let's get in let's get into it, right? Yeah, I Love it. Uh, Waterworld for Super Nintendo was released in 1995 uh, by Ocean Software, which is a a company known for its movie tie-in games. And most of those games are often really good, like RoboCop was a good game. Hook uh, was a good game. They made Batman for the NES, which was a good game. Uh, Ocean was eventually purchased by Infogrames, which was then purchased by Bandai Namco. So when you play... A Bandai Namco game. I want you to think these are the people that made Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so because the movie came out and was a flop and like everything tied into Waterworld was like a catastrophe. They made toys and I, I had the toys as a kid. Wow. I had the Waterworld toys. I had the trimaran, uh, because <laughs> I loved it so much. Uh, um so they released this in Europe, but they never released this game in America right even though it was reviewed in N- Nintendo Power. So yes, they were it, like
0: <laughs> it, it's it's very it's it's strange uh, and it, it feels like I mean I guess you know if you think of, of cart manufacturing costs, they just decided that it wasn't going to turn a profit in the US but to also release it in but to still release it in Europe and I, and have to localize it. You know, it it seems like if you're going to go to all that effort, you might as well release it in North America. But, hey, what do do I know?
1: Well, I could be wrong, but I think Ocean was a British company. Oh, got it. Uh, Because the composer was also a British dude. So I, I, I might be wrong, and I'm sure that Twitter will tell me that I'm wrong. But I've been taking Twitter breaks lately, so maybe I won't see it.
2: I just looked it up. You are right. It is a British software development company that became one of the biggest European video game developers and publishers of the 80s and 90s.
1: Ah, so there you go. Um, The gameplay itself is a combination of three different gameplay styles. Uh, You first control the Mariner's (laughs) Trimoran on the uh, (laughs) the open ocean. Uh, You shoot and destroy smoker ships or you protect the atoll. Uh, After you beat all the smoker ships, which, by the way, I had no fucking idea that that's what you were supposed to do. Like I was in the the game starts and it's just like you're in the trimaran. Yes. And you can fire a gun, uh, <laughs> which I don't think he can do in the movie. Um, and you blow up the smoker ships and it's like you did it. And then an alarm sounds and it says head to the dive diving buoy.
0: Yes, the diving and, buoy,
1: and the alarm just continues, and there's no marker on the screen to show you where the diving buoy is, right? Yeah, there
0: is a compass, but oh. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if the compass actually pointed at the at the 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 point of interest. I did follow it a couple of times, and it did lead me to the buoy or the atoll, which you get to on later levels. But it's it's not super clear. I mean, nothing in this game is is particularly clear. And and without absent a scan of the manual, which I was unable to find, I was hoping to get some context from that. But no, there's so little material about this game online that that you're basically it's just trial and error slash watching playthrough videos to figure out exactly how you're supposed to proceed. the The little shooter you get on the Trimeran sucks so bad; it's just a little pea shooter. That has like such a, it, 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 you know, it goes just like directly in front of you and it, it, it's, it's not like a, it doesn't have much of a range. You can get some, you can purchase some upgrades at the shop later, which we'll get to, but. Your core weapon, what you're you're going to have to do, most of those are consumable. So the, the core weapon, the one you're going to have to do most of your damage with, 95% of your damage with, is just the shittiest little pea shooter, semi-automatic pea shooter, and you just have to keep mashing uh the, what I believe would be the Y button on Super Nintendo in order to kill what are a, a series of very tiny jet skis that, as far as I can tell, cannot damage you. Like, they just are sort of like pests. Like, no, they, they're, they're they shooting did, little bullets towards you, but... They
1: damage the boat.
0: They can damage there's, the chimera. Yeah,
1: there's a there's a meter at the bottom of the screen that it kind of goes down a little bit.
0: But I got through whole levels and maybe I was just dodging the bullets like without taking any damage from those jet skis. <laughs> it was just the I, I, it was just the, you know, like the 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 ships or the um, the larger ships that will come out later. Those ones can are a little bit more effective at actually damaging you. And then there's the uh, uh, the uh, the seaplanes, which will come overhead and fire down at you. I don't even think you can damage. I think you just have to avoid them.
1: I thought that the compass was a wind director. Like a, oh is like that the, what it is? I thought it was the direction that the wind was going because I swear that when you were using the wind correctly, you'd go faster.
0: I did. I never pieced that together.
1: <laughs> but I could be wrong. Maybe that's I what's happening. Find, I have I no idea. The, I couldn't find the instructions either. I I, I, I had no
0: idea. Yeah. <laughs> T- trying to play one of these older games without a, an instruction manual before the era of every game starts with a tutorial. It's just like uh, like you can be so lost if a game is not well designed, and you know a lot of the games for this podcast are not well designed. Uh, it, it is a yeah, and and so, but I will say, doesn't it, it? You know, we mentioned the soundtrack. Also, it doesn't look too bad. No, for no, for mid life cycle Super Nintendo game,
1: and the uh the digitized art, uh or the digitized photos of. So I I played it on I played it on an emulator mm-hmm. and. Uh, turned on the like CRT filter, so you get like some sense of how good the graphics would have looked at the time, and they look like pretty great. They, I mean the the reduced color palette works for this film because it's pretty monochrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, like it's all blue and brown. Yeah, it's a blue and brown thing. So reducing that color, it, I liked. I I thought the visuals were pretty good.
0: It's blue and brown, like a toilet with shit in it.
1: All right. <laughs> But Uh, no piss. So, (laughs) because you got to drink, you got to drink it to stay, because there's no fresh water on the ocean. So you have to drink drink your your own own urine. That's the only way you
0: can survive. (laughs) Uh,
1: So after you beat the um, trimaran level, then you go to a diving level, which is a side Side scrolly-ish.
0: Yeah, this is after you navigate to the buoy, and then yeah. you dive to the buoy that takes you into a level where you're no yeah, you're no longer in control of the trimaran. You are just the mariner himself.
1: Yeah, and the mariner is so one of the things that I want to point out about this game is that the the voice the voices that come out of the characters are so like high fidelity and bizarre in the context of the game. Like if you Run into something while you're diving, the mariner will be like, "Oh!" and it's so it's like, so, you're like "What?" <laughs> um, but uh, you have like a time limit, which doesn't make sense because the mariner can breathe underwater. Like that's he his has whole gills. Jam. He that's has his guilt, whole thing. But he can in the in the in the game he runs out of air, uh, and before he runs in it out of air, you collect a bunch of shit from the bottom of the ocean.
0: Yeah, And and so what you're collecting is uh, the the, the biggest prize is soil. Yeah. But ultimately what you're trying to collect is a series of trinkets. And so it'll be things like a, you know, like a bottle uh, and then a treasure chest and then like a fork and then like a gold plate, like just a bunch of different like detritus, a bunch of different relics of a time uh, that's that's long forgotten that you're finding from beneath the ocean. You're basically scuttle. You're just you're just like harvesting a bunch of trash and then and ascribing some sort of value to it. It's <laughs> it, it, and and so you're you're going around you're you're, you're taking all this stuff, but your your meter is continually depleting because again you know there we're just the reality of this game is that you can't breathe underwater. And then if you if you encounter one of the sea creatures like one of the the manta rays or the you know uh, seahorses, whatever the fuck they got down there, the eels. It it, like it, then you will deplete your meter further. So you're basically just trying to collect as many things as you can before your oxygen runs out. And then I didn't figure out until a couple levels in that you have to, you have to resurface. It's not just like you keep doing, because if you, if you die underwater, then you get no bonuses. But if if you, you, you're basically just trying to guess how much, how much time you have before you have to resurface uh, with your big bag of trash.
1: I didn't even know that was the mechanic. I just surfaced. So I never even experienced like, That's kind of a surprise to me that that you just let him like run out of oxygen and you didn't try for the surface. Again, there's no context for what you're supposed to be doing.
0: So I was like, am I looking for you know, I was thinking of other of other underwater games. I was like, is there a, like there's bubbles under underwater? And I was like, if I run into one of these bubbles, maybe this will refill my oxygen. Okay. I didn't fair. know if I was navigating an environment to try to get to an endpoint. I didn't know if I was I thought it was just in a water level. I didn't realize this is like a bonus stage where you're trying to harvest as much stuff as you can and then get out of the 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 get out of the ocean before you 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 fucking asphyxiate. Yes. Yeah, yes. I didn't I didn't understand. And it's, and all this gets you is points, which are your in-game currency, I guess. Like the points you make in the game are your what you can spend at the shop later.
1: Oh, I thought that the oh, okay, yes. Yes. That's yeah. yeah they're points. Yeah. Um, so after you surface from diving, then you go to another like trimaran level or something. Uh, and eventually you make it to an atoll. How do you say it? You
0: say a toll? I don't know. Atoll? Atoll? I don't know. know I'm not supposed to say it. Atoll.
1: Atoll. Uh, I think it's Atoll. Um, Atoll. You enter the Atoll and now you're in another side-scrolling section of the game. This actually is a lot in common with TechnoCop now that I'm thinking about it.
0: There were Uh, a lot of games in the 16-bet era that they had like both a vehicle component and then a, you know, like a side-scrolling component and executed both kind of poorly like yeah. that was like a pretty common thing that they were like <laughs> with the the additional processing power you got from 16 bits over eight people would would try to do developers would try to do that i, I can we talk about the uh, the water level the trimaran level before you get into with a side scrolling stage because this is the <laughs> pattern so here the Hole is being invaded by smokers So as opposed to there just being a buoy and you're just trying to kill things, now this is kind of a siege where the smokers will uh, go on boats. They're they're, they're riding around jet skis, and then these larger boats will come up and have ramps that extend. And then these smokers will go off of the ramps and go into the atoll, grab a hostage, and swim out and come out with it. Yeah on their jet ski and then you have to you have to try ideally destroy this the jet skis before they get in there, but if you failing that, hit the jet ski on the way out and then save one of the hostages in the water, uh, one of the atollers, atollers, however you say it. Fucking atolls, am I right? <laughs> These guys are real atolls.
1: Yeah, I got it. I got Can it. Can
0: you believe the atolls I gotta rescue? I mean, help yourself out.
1: <laughs> I I wish we had a screenshot of that face you just made. You were so proud of yourself.
0: <laughs> you know the real atolls are those smokers.
1: I feel so- like I feel like you're a lot more emotive when nobody is in the room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, because this is what Nick's comfort level is. He's just talking to a another computer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So
0: speaking of the atollers, in the, the sort of rescue part where they're under siege and the smokers are flying in on their jet skis to try to steal them, they are all frantically in one of the weird, the uh, the handful of very strange voice clips, voice samples in this game, they are all saying, help, help, just like the weirdest, like high like kind of high pitched unnatural help sound. Help, help. Help. help, 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 They're just, they're just, and you hear, you're hearing that over and over again. I didn't know if that's what's happening when the, they the smokers are attacked, when they get they get grabbed by a smoker or what, I had no idea what was going on. But it was, it was very annoying.
1: Help, help, <laughs> help, help. But also really high fidelity again. Like, yes, <laughs> it's very clean. <laughs> it's like, you know, in a game where like all the explosions are like, <laughs> like suddenly you'd be like, help. (laughs) Help.
0: Well, I think when they have, they have three words of VO, they can have a high bit rate for it (laughs) because they have, they have the, O, they have the help. And then they also have in the shop, which you get to in a bit. uh, Every time you purchase something, you hear either from the shopkeeper or from the Mariner himself. I can't tell which side it's supposed to is vocalizing it, but he goes, Thanks. (laughs) It's a really, thanks. (laughs) Really weird tone.
1: So after you do the atoll hostage situation, then you go into the atoll and you have another side-scrolling section where you are armed with a knife and you have to kill all the remaining smokers that are inside of the atoll. And the hitboxes... Like when you swing your knife at a person, it doesn't stop them or stun them or. Mm-hmm. Anything. There's
0: no stun you can't stun enemies. They, yeah. they, if they're walking towards you and you hit them with a machete, they will continue wa- their walk cycle and walk right into you, and you will take damage. Yeah. Uh, so, as, same thing if you shoot them with a bazooka, unless you unless that's a kill shot, they will. They are never stunned. Uh, the machete. So this is the balance in this section. That element is so it like that element is very annoying but the the balance in the these this section is so weird because the machete you start with is basically useless however if you kill a couple of enemies one of them will drop their gun and then whatever gun you have is going to be super op and then you can just use that to blaze through the rest of the level and you, you you're really never short of ammo the other thing is the enemies basically they, they either move fast or move slow. Uh, they're all they're all sort of roaming, and they all have guns that they are aiming, uh, at, and that you can just duck under their line of fire. So basically, the technique for beating every single enemy uh, is to approach is to maintain a distance, duck so they can't shoot you, and then just hit them with whatever ranged weapon you have. And you can and then it just becomes an exercise of like I'm just going to try to go through here and pick off every single ele- enemy.
1: So licensed games sometimes are elevated to being fun on their own, like mm-hmm. the aforementioned RoboCop or Hook or Batman. But generally it's if, you, if you're if you a fan of the movie and you want to sort of engage the movie in a different way, then you play right. the game, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's what the the ideal is that this is, This is another way I can inhabit this uh, world that I like, you know, and I think other games that, you know, I think some of the Star Wars games have definitely are fun on their own. I think I think, you know, you mentioned Batman, certainly the Rocksteady Batman ones, the more contemporary ones, the Mm -hmm. Spider-Man, the the recent Spider-Man game for PS4 some of the other Spider-Man games that have come out like there. There are ones that are just like genuinely fun, but more fun if you know what's going on. And then I'm not. I mean, as a Waterworld enthusiast, what do you think of this game?
1: I don't like it. <laughs>
3: wow.
1: <laughs> uh, I will. I will say, and we're about to get into it. Uh, that the game has so a lot of Ocean games. Hey, this is Waterworld developed by Ocean. Can we That's just sit right. with that for a second? That's nice. That's right,
2: Heather. Yeah, let's let that sink in. That,
1: that probably. That probably for Ocean was like, oh. We're finally there. This, this is, is the end affirming. of the road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I a lot wonder of... if that helped that help them in the pitch. <laughs> this developer's perfect. Their name is Ocean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of these Ocean games have really, really good soundtracks for no reason at all and have become sort of <laughs> famous for having extraordinary soundtracks. Uh, Waterworld's soundtrack... Uh, which is better than the movies, uh, is uh, composed by Dean Evans. He's a British composer and sound designer. Um, He started at Ocean. uh, Then he moved on to Warthog Games. And then finally, he created his own company called Burn Bray Audio, uh, which he currently is still running. Although I couldn't open his website because it needed Flash Player and my computers won't allow me to open anything with Flash Player. Mm. Um, Now... I would like to play a selection of music from Waterworld. So if Hell you could yeah. pull up the diving uh, music, Matt. Yes. Great. Here we go.
3: This is
0: what's playing when you're scuttling, grabbing a chalice.
2: Grabbing a pair of scissors. So good. I mean,
1: it's so good.
2: Jesus, yeah, this rules.
1: It sounds like a modern. It sounds like a modern song designed to evoke Super Nintendo as opposed to a contemporary piece from the existence of the console. You could tell me this was Frank Ocean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: liked it. That one was for me. <laughs> it's a good, yeah, It's a good jam, man. I, yeah, you can see that in like a like a, a JRPG. It's like a Yasunori Matsuda It's it track. It's like very. It's it's fucking awesome, and it, it's it's like it sits up there. With, it sits there with some of the better water stage tracks that that you know people that are that are better known. Uh, yeah, a lot of the music is is really stellar in this game.
1: Let's hear let's hear another one. Let's hear a little bit more from Waterworld by Dean Evans. I mean, this is almost like Evangelist sound at first. It rules.
2: good, man. It's, like, too good for the game. Like, this is... Yeah. Oh, hell yeah.
0: (laughs) In my opinion, this is more like Frank
1: Ocean. (laughs) Like, this has no business being this good in this game. Yeah, it's it's very good. like... Imagine you're this dude who's working on these fucking tie-in games in the 90s. And you're like, I have a voice and I need to use it to sing. And nobody can stop me from singing. And you just fucking lay down these awesome tracks. The third one I sent you is an, uh, uh, was, I think, data mined from the Flintstones Super Nintendo game.
2: Yeah. It says it's unused. Let me. And, and th- this is the same composer.
1: Same composer and, and and ocean. Again, ocean games. Wow. Yeah. From Flintstones. <laughs> yeah,
0: why? So this is playing when like Barney is like riding Dino. <laughs> <laughs> Dodging pterodactyl eggs. They're being dropped from the sky. I love shit like this. It's Buh. fucking great. Th- there is something to, because you know, I feel like this is the this is the kind of assignment. If I was given, I would completely half ass. Ooh, and there is something admirable about people who give their all, regardless of the circumstances. <laughs> because also this ha- this created a legacy for this guy. It created something of a legacy for. him. It created. It certainly boost his career. It's like, oh yeah, you know what? This guy is. These games aren't necessarily anything good, but he is elevating them with his own craft, uh, with with the with the hard work he's putting into them.
1: I and mean, like, I, he's he's it, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is the equivalent of me like staying up till like five a.m. trying to perfect a branded script for a Pepperidge Farm web ad.
3: <laughs> like, that's what
0: I in my career whatever you want to call it that's like what that's what the equivalent of that would be uh, yeah it's it, the music is really really good it is by far its most redeeming uh characteristic uh, so so you're you're playing through these these levels and the 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 side scrolling levels are like the the trimeran levels they are just like seek and destroy you're trying to destroy all the enemies uh, and and again, I thought the first time I was playing, I thought this was a level I was progressing through. I didn't realize that I didn't connect with the enemy counter that was up top. That was just like, oh, I have to extinguish all these enemies to progress. And I'm actually in more of an arena uh, than a than a, you know, a linear a linear level here. And um, so you, you kill everyone and then you get you. This is this is the point that that's the point at which a stage is effectively done. And you go to the shop. And let me just say the shop sucks. Yeah, it's shop's a bad not great. shop. <laughs> it's a very bad shop. Again, we mentioned that every time you buy something, you're thanks. But so all. Oh, so the main the main Help. thing you can do <laughs> is you can re- you can repair your trimaran, which is uh, which is the best use of your resources, I think. Um, And then you can upgrade your pea shooter, your default weapon to an Uzi, which is the exact same gun, except you can hold down the button instead of having to repeatedly press it. So it's it's just a little bit better, but it's still just as ineffective uh, or just as just as weak. And then there's a bunch of different types of of single use items you can get that are, as far as I can tell, all equally powerful. Like you can you can sp- you can get a harpoon. You can get a, a a cluster bomb. You can get an 800 millimeter like Gatling gun but they all have the same effect of they just basically one shot any larger enemy. I any of the larger boats. So I reached a point where it's just like, I'm just going to get the cheapest harpoon because they all have the same effect. Yep. It's not particularly well balanced.
1: No, it's, it's, it's terribly balanced. I imagine, (laughs) I imagine that they, 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 they're laying down the game and then Evans comes in with one of these tracks and he's like, but guys check this out. And he like plays it. And everyone's like, I think we've done enough work on this level. I think it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and every time they'd like give him high fives and he'd be like, all right, see in a few. <laughs> normally, normally I will uh, pull up a, cause I did not finish this game. Um, and normally I'll play up like, or, or pull up like a playthrough and see what like the ending is like. Mm-hmm. But I didn't for this because I got so obsessed with Dean Evans uh, that I ended wow. up just like going down like a, a rabbit hole of like research um what, how does this game end next so did you have I, to look it up
0: so i played uh i played this game for about 80 minutes and i then i was like okay i i uh, you know I, I was i was uh tight on time at that point it's just like i'll watch a playthrough for the rest of it i realized watching the playthrough that in my limited gaming time i had gotten to the second to last level <laughs> so so it's not a big <laughs> game it's not a super long game yeah. And uh, and then I'm watching this playthrough, and so here's the ending. It's a it's just the same formula again. You got the trimeran level, you've got the diving le- the diving retrieval level. You've uh, you've got the another trimeran level, the siege level where you're defending the atoll. You go into the atoll and you you fight a bunch of enemies. Uh, you know the 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 level design graphics wise is just like it's it's a little bit clunky because you can't tell what is background and what what are platforms you can stand on and and what some what is a ladder like is sometimes very unclear yeah Uh, but but you figure it out a level by level but okay so the last level is again pretty much exactly the same environments a little different with the exception of there is a last boss fight with the deacon and here is what the last boss fight is It is the Deacon is just another enemy, a slightly bigger version of the enemies who ducks behind a flaming barrel and then stands up and shoots like flamethrower at you. And it's the same thing where like you duck his fire uh, and then in between his uh, him firing shots, you hit him with the rounds uh, with your own with your own ranged weapon. You do that a few times and then he dies and it says uh, uh, Deacon defeated. Whatever the copy is, when you say, like, you, you beat all the smokers, it says, like, mm-hmm. all the smokers have been extinguished or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it says that for the deacon. Credits. There's no ending. <laughs> There's no more.
3: <laughs> There's all these
0: digitized stills, uh, like, up top that set you up like you're on this epic journey and you think you're going to get in between each mission. I'm going to get so, another still, another couple stills with some more copy. None of that. There's not even a like the mariner can now safely retrieved return to his home atoll and uh the, the 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 legend of of dry land lives on. Nothing like that, not, not just a little bow on top of it like that. It just goes to like straight like uh executive producer John Chambers, music by <laughs> Dean Evans.
1: Like, it's just like
2: that's it.
1: Well, to be fair, the movie is sort of similar. Like he he gets to dry land and then everyone's like, "Well, are you gonna live with us?" And he's like, "No, I gotta get back on my boat." And he does, <laughs> and, then he, and then he sails away. And it's right. credits.
0: It, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty unsat. It was pretty unsatisfying dramatically, and, and this game is pretty unsatisfying all around. I'd say. Yeah, except that music. Except really for the music, fucking kicks, which is awesome, and which is. It were, just, I mean, just like, I, I don't know if you can find the soundtrack. Is the, did
1: anyone upload the soundtrack? Yeah, the soundtrack's like you can get it on YouTube. Uh, okay, great. Yeah, it's been, it, and I think you can get it on Dean Evans' actual YouTube. Oh, that's um, awesome. So, like, listen to it there, and I don't know if they're monetized. Probably not. He probably doesn't own the rights to that shit, but that's where you should listen to it. Um, I guess we should uh, maybe. What's this called? Review, rev, review crew. It's time <laughs> for the review crew. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna say something positive about the uh, game and give it a numerical score. And uh, Nick, why don't you go first?
0: Um, so we didn't mention this game uses a password, which is you know like a. a it would have been nice to have a. I mean, it doesn't fucking matter on emulators anyway, but uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, this is one of those password games. Uh, the All the high scores are, by default, Ocean, which I found pretty amusing, um, name of the developer, but then also, again, because it's Waterworld, of course the high score is by Ocean. I guess, other than the music, I guess that I did kind of like... Oh, you know what? Here's what I say. Something I like about Waterworld, the game. I mean, other than the music, which is by far its most redeeming quality, I like when you beat all the, when you beat one of the platforming levels. Um, The copy you get is well done, all smokers eliminated (laughs) which I like quite a bit. Uh, so I'm going to give this game because of the music and because it's somewhat playable, I am going to give this a 2.6. Wow. Right. What
1: do you think Heather? Oh. Um, well, here, usually these old games are difficult, right? Uh,
0: yeah. This I, one isn't hard at all.
1: I I found that one of the, the most surprising parts about this was that it was not punishing. As a game like it was other than the the shitty hitbox detection, no, no stun animation on the enemies like it was kind of just like a basic 16 bit pleasant action game um, and never like like when you press jump, he always jumps. Like, you right. don't have to, like... it. Nothing about it was like, oh, I don't know how to get on this fucking ladder or whatever. Um, the swimming section was hard, but also, if you couldn't get shit, like, you were fine. Like, it wasn't, It doesn't like, matter. There's yeah, no consequence. <laughs> so, that's that's a positive, is that it was... It, it might be a, a movie tie-in to, And never... A never-released movie tie-in. <laughs> but it wasn't impossible to play. Also, I really like... Uh, any game that is uh based on in water world so
3: um
1: <laughs> uh i'm gonna give this i'm gonna give this game a 1.3 i i will just say i i i want to talk just about wait. that yeah wait no 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 i forgot about how good the music is i'm gonna give this game a uh a, uh a 4.9
0: Wow, wow. 4.9 from Heather Ann Campbell. Yeah. So about about the bonus stage, the, the diving stage, the, one reason it has no consequence is because it's not the only way you can get in-game currency, which, again, is just points. Like, they couldn't, they couldn't have, it like, soil coins or something, some, like, wor- little bit of world building. I don't know. Call it nope. something that... Uh, yeah, but it, it, dirt vials—I don't know whatever would be valuable to to these uh, these ocean freaks. But in the
1: movie, paper is really is really really rare. They there you go, paper. paper.
0: It could have been paper. That that could have been that could have been your in-game currency that you spend at the shop and and receive. Thanks, but uh, <laughs> but you can also get points on all the other levels, so it really doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, it's a it, it's uh punching the car in Street Fighter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Matt. Um, I'll say first that I love punching the car, but I uh, yeah, as, imagine you get to punch a car. You can't do that really in real life without hurting so your So I was so one time
0: this is cra- <laughs> actually crazy. This happened to me. I was like inside my apartment and I hear some noises and I come down there and this dude in a in a karate gi is just doing roundhouse kicks on my Subaru. Really? <laughs> just fucking trashing it. And and I naturally I say the only thing that someone can say in a circumstance like that, Oh my car.
1: <laughs> but the crowd was trout crowd was loving it, so Oh my
3: god.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that's a reference to.
0: <laughs> I can tell by your guys' baffled reactions that you of course know that is the reference that is a reference to final fight, the oh my car reaction. Oh my god! (laughs) Guy gets on his knees and starts sobbing (laughs) at sight of his car busted to shit by Cody.
2: What else would you do? You know, that's oh, that's what happened to me. Yeah, when they (laughs) roundhouse kicked my Subaru, just dropped to your knees and started weeping openly. Tears Uh, fell from each eye. (laughs) uh, So I'll say for me for this game, the positive. Is that it made me watch the movie. I had not seen this movie before. Wow. And uh, I thought I'd probably never watch it because, you know, I've heard heard things. But I also then heard that my friend Heather really likes the movie. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll give this movie a try. I watched it with an open mind and an open heart. And boy, did I laugh so much watching this movie. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) It is
2: so funny. (laughs) It is so. And like, I don't think that's what they were trying to do. I don't think. Well, no the scene with i was te- i was texting you guys uh during the the scene where uh deacon um he gets his eye like shot out and then they're like replacing it and he's sort of it's a this scene i think is a comic scene but they he's sort of like okay well like how's my eye look and it looks terrible and everyone's lying to him I'm like oh no yeah yeah it looks like better than before even and like it's so crazy and then he asks a kid <laughs> and the kid goes it looks like shit <laughs> 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 and then I would like I think I texted you guys, I was like, this scene could just be in an Austin Powers movie verbatim and it would be <laughs> so funny.
1: My uh, favorite my favorite part in the movie is that this all this whole community lives on an oil tanker and there's mm-hmm. this old, old, old man who lives in the oil. Yes. And his job is to like measure the oil and tell them how much they have left. And when they open up like a, a a sort of access panel to him, he's on a little boat and he clearly hasn't seen any light for forever. And he's like, there's only we have very little oil left. When the mariner blows up the ship. Yes. The old man looks at the approaching fire, which you see reflected in his glasses. And he says, Oh, thank God.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, He's so, just
2: been waiting for death?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I loved that, and I loved when uh, Kev, when the Mariner um, got so frustrated with the little kid that he threw her off the boat. Yeah. Thought, <laughs> <laughs> like, just get out of here! Stop talking! Uh, but I, uh, so that my positive is that I watched the movie and that I had a great time watching it. The game is not fun, no. um, but it's also not... Yeah, like we said, like it's not broken or anything. It's just like not very interesting. So I'll get, gi- I'll give this. And, ben, and also, I know we said this last week on uh, Ace of Seafood. I love the ocean. So this is we keep this going. I, I love ocean stuff. Yeah. Uh, if we want to pivot to an oceans only uh, <laughs> <the> video game <laughs> podcast, I'd love it. Um. So, but uh, this was not yeah fun. So I'll give this a I'll give this a two point
1: five. Wow. Well, respectable score. Those are our thoughts, but you know what, Nick? Maybe we're wrong.
0: I mean, hasn't happened yet, but maybe we are (laughs) wrong. I
1: will. I will say that finding reviews of this game was almost impossible.
0: Very challenging. In fact, both mine are kind of cheats. I have a contemporaneous review. A vintage review from the December 1995 issue of Nintendo Power. Again, this is this is American magazine. It was never actually released in uh it was never actually released in the US. This is this is the first sentence of this review and I love it. In this wet future, only the strong take baths.
3: <laughs> what on earth?
0: What is that? <laughs> Uh, so, this one, uh, 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 I'll read a little bit more of this. You shoot at smokers and rescue atollers, pretty much the same as the Virtual Boy game. The second activity is diving for treasure, but you can only hold your breath for a set period of time. Finally, on the atolls themselves, you must wipe out bad guys, collect guns, and go to the shops to get special items. It's a weird mix, but there's a lot of action. Will you sink or swim? Before you take the plunge, head out to this month's review. Three out of five. <laughs> Very, ch- I mean, that's a big, for Nintendo power... That's a pan. <laughs> that's that's as low. That's the floor for a Nintendo Power review. I feel.
1: Here's a positive review from Moby Games, uh, and it goes like this: The good Waterworld Super NES is a game based on the 1995 film of the same name starring Kevin Costner. The film is. Infamous for its gigantic budget, and although it was financially successful upon released, it disappointed critics. <laughs> the graphics in this game are decent, with the characters and the trimaran well animated. The underwater scenes are very well rendered. The sound fic- effects do their job and nothing else, while the music is worth listening to. In short, this is a fairly decent game worth checking out. It feels like this was written by like a toolbox (laughs) it's it's just like this is how the game is and it is not bad right um and uh the even the even the negative on this is there's not much to dislike about the game except for the fact that the gameplay can become monotonous like it's not this person was like "Ah, yeah it does (laughs) it's a game and it does some game stuff
0: uh judging those criteria i mean yeah it is that this is this is something. I, so, you know, when I'm when I'm struggling, so I'll turn to various resources. One place I turn is Game Facts. Uh, so I checked out the, the, the message board for the Super Nintendo version of Waterworld on Game Facts. Uh, here's a post uh, title of the post. Anyone body anyone out there ever play this game? I was a big fan of the movie and I'd like to get myself a copy. Supposedly not a great game, but wonder if being a fan of the movie gives it some nostalgic value uh reply average game great music though only two posts in the entire forum <laughs> that's it <laughs>
1: It's time for a segment. Ooh, let's do a segment. Let's do a segment. Uh, this segment is called Apocalypse or Na Apocalypse. I'm going to give you the synopsis of a post-apocalyptic game, movie, book, etc., and you tell me if it is an actual setting uh, or not by saying Apocalypse or napocalypse. Apocalypse. You got right. it. Right. Uh can, In can, order, to- can I
0: say? S- can I say Yeah Apocalypse if it's yep, true? Yep
1: yeah, Apocalypse okay. and Not Apocalypse. Sure, All right. great. Uh, in order to buzz in, I would like you to say help. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. Thirty years after a nuclear disaster, one man travels across the remains of America to deliver a blank book. Help. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, Apocalypse. Do you know the name? No. It's Book of Eli. Congratulations. I, I, I you thought it might be Book of Eli, but I thought Book
0: of Eli was the Bible. It's a he, blank book.
1: It's blank. It's blank. Wow. He he. it's it's I believe it's got Braille in it. Wow. But the book itself, the reveal at the end, and they open it up and there's nothing written into it. And he, he either he has it memorized or it's Braille. I don't remember. I think it's Braille. Hmm. And you learn that Eli has been blind for the entire film. Um, uh, so, so
0: I get a point for that.
1: Yeah, just one point. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> okay, ready? Here we go. In post-nuclear 2021, a kid travels the blasted earth with his psychic dog at his side. No. Yeah, Nick.
0: Yeah, apocalypse
1: Correct. Do you know wow. the name of the Is movie? That a- is that a boy and his dog? That is a boy and his dog. What? right wow. right, two points for Nick. Okay. I that was, it I think, an
0: 80s or 70s TV movie. I never yeah. saw it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what okay. that's about?
2: Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yep.
1: Yeah. All right, here we go. A group of survivors live on a train after a climate change experiment goes wrong. Help. Uh, uh, help. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, but go <Penaco>, what's up?
2: <laughs> uh, that is yapocalypse. Correct? and the answer is Snowpiercer.
1: Man, you guys are killing it. All right, here we go. Next up is... <laughs> I'll save that one. Uh, here we go. Uh, in a future where all drinking water is poisonous, human beings must live off beer, and they drunkenly make their way across Siberia. Help. help yeah nick
2: i'm just gonna say ya apocalypse nah i was that, gonna say na apocalypse because i because siberia and beer sounded a little that, that was like i don't know about this one. Oh yeah mm. it should have been
1: vodka oh well <laughs> either way nick was wrong um here we go okay the last group of human beings lives on the moon, surrounded by orbiting debris of an exploded Earth, and sex crazed aliens are about to invade.
0: Help. Help. Uh oh. Wow. Should we say our answer together? Sure.
1: Yeah, do it. Yeah, Apocalypse. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, man. Yeah, nah. baby. <laughs> nah, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> so matt's got two and nick's got two yeah it's tied yeah, up think here. we're knotted up giants sleep inside the protective walls of a futuristic european city to defend against the giants outside the walls that eat people for fun um help yeah uh, um
2: the apocalypse yeah and
1: do you know the name
2: Is it is it attack on Titan?
1: It is attack on Titan.
2: Great. Wow. So I think Nick gets the point. No, you no, I think you get the point. You bring in. Okay? I give half Uh, a point to Nick. Okay. Okay,
0: I get half a point. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Here you go, guys. Ready? Yeah. Kevin Costner is a mailman on a horse who's trying to restart the USPS. Help, Help. Yes.
0: That's Y-Apocalypse, that's The Postman, which I think he maybe made right after
2: Waterworld. he did.
0: (laughs) was like, his next movie? Fucking huge post-apocalyptic flop, and he follows it up with an even bigger one. He's like, I'll do it again. (laughs) Let's run this back.
1: Yeah. All right. uh, That sounds cool it's terrible he directed that one it's awful it's Ugh. really not good the movie
0: and- ends at the end of the movie it, it, again he directed the he directs and stars in it uh because he's such a heroic postman they get present him with a gold statue of himself
2: <laughs> <laughs> um i mean it sounds like death stranding the movie sort of
0: oh yeah um, yeah, I mean it was maybe it's kind of a proto death stranding. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's not a good death stranding.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's a, it's bad.
1: All right guys, last one. Last mm-hmm. one. A city is overrun by mad bulls and a group of students in Spain struggle to survive by only running through the city at night.
0: You know. Yeah, Nick. Na-apocalypse.
1: That's right.
0: Nick wow. wins the game. Yay. Wow. How exciting.
1: All right, Nick. That's You won the game. Apocalypse or Na-apocalypse. Great. Um, I, how do we... Oh, it's time for the question <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This first one is from at Joe Ruscio on Twitter which Nintendo franchise would you give the post-apocalyptic treatment to and how would it play?
0: Hmm, this is a good question.
1: You know, Breath of the Wild is effectively post-apocalyptic Zelda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, There are elements
0: of, especially with some of the lore about the Great Ape War that makes it feel like, you know, the world that Donkey Kong is inhabiting and Donkey Kong country is kind of post apocalyptic yeah it kind of some sort of event happened and but i i don't uh yeah and and to, to address the question nintendo franchise i mean it, i mean I, I it's hard to tell the exact timeline of metroid mhm that one that feels like a candidate where you could have but i mean that's more about exploring other planets than Exploring Samus's homeworld. world, although Man, maybe that could be a, a way to go.
1: Wind Waker is also post-apocalyptic Zelda. Because, like, it takes place after all of Hyrule has been flooded. Wind Waker is water world Zelda. Wow. That's right.
0: Well, uh, Majora's Mask, pre-apocalyptic. Yeah. But the apocalypse happens repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how to address this question. There's so much apocalypse in Nintendo already. <laughs> you know it'd be
1: fucking I you'd rope me in would be Animal Crossing post-apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking like you like there're no trees, no and yeah. like you were like instead of like capitalist like cute capitalism, you're like fucking sh- like shanking those guys. Is that it? yeah, shanking yeah. them in the middle of the night and stealing like their three grains of wheat. <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: Isabel wearing like a mm.
2: suit of armor made from Tom Nook's bones. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next one's from at Brandon Prime 3. So in this movie, Kevin Costner's character has gills. What post-apocalyptic super ability would each of you want? The only restriction is your super ability has to be related to the apocalyptic event. So Waterworld equals gills. AI takeover equals technomancy and nuclear war equals rad immunity
3: hmm uh
0: this is a this is an interesting question I guess it depends it's a pick your poison in terms of how you want the world to end uh be, if that's what's going to dictate what your power is mm-hmm. uh, i I do kind of like an AI takeover I do kind of feel like that's interesting and I feel like i'd I'd be at home in that world <laughs> but I kind of like as opposed to global warming, some sort of of ice world, some sort of completely frozen in ice, Mm. which seems like that would be an interesting like like, oh, it's just that things went in the opposite direction as we expected. And now the now we're in another ice age where most life on Earth has been has been extinguished. Uh, And then I think in that super cold world. I'd like to have a polar bear fur. Like just be like a, just a warm guy, ga- just be super warm in the snow, just comfortable. Yeah, just a comfortable like this would be like I'm just at home. I'm just I'm just covered with this uh, thick layer of fur, and I'm adorable.
1: <laughs> it's pretty Drink good, it Nick. That's not bad. How is it different from your normal body now, though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to wax this regularly, <laughs> except for the top of my head and my pubes. Ugh.
3: <laughs>
1: Why was there so much liquid in your mouth when you said pubes? (laughs) Where did it come from?
0: That was Um, another, actually, that was a data mine sample from the uh, Waterworld SNES game. (laughs) Pubes.
1: Uh, I'm going to say natural immunity for our current mm apocalypse. That's
0: great.
1: Like, how cool would it be to just be like, yeah, no, I don't, I can't ever get sick. I can't ever get a virus. I can't ever get a bacterial infection. I've got a natural immunity to everything. Like, f- f- I'd be like, I'd, I'd, you know what I would do in this particular apocalypse is I'd fucking be a delivery person. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd deliver things to people, whether they were sick or healthy, and nobody would have to worry. Like, how great would that be?
0: Oh, so you'd use it for, to benevolent ends?
1: Yes. Oh, that's nice. Hmm. What would you use your fur for? (laughs) Fucking psycho.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This one's from at dystopica on Twitter. My favorite post-apocalypse stories like Stephen King's The Stand deal with trying to rebuild society in the aftermath. How would you contribute to the restoration of a shattered civilization? Hmm. I mean, I feel
0: like Whatever role I I play, I'm going to have a chain around my neck. I just <laughs> can't see myself being a high status in any sort of apocalyptic might makes right warlord scenario. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess I would. I, I'd be fine. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't mind cleaning. Like, I don't mind. I would if if I was like cleaning up rubble. If I was sifting through, I feel like I could be content with that. Like I, I don't mind physical labor, and I don't mind, uh, in, in particular, getting my hands dirty.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Hey, I mean, like when when it comes down to it, I can't can't help anything. I'm not good. At stuff. <laughs> that's not true. I'm not. That's, that's not true. I mean, like if there's like if it's post apocalyptic, like all of my like rebuild a computer, sort of bullshit. That's all gone. Like there's no power, so like those skills are useless. Um, I know how to camp, so I guess I could like build a fire and like make a, a camping fire, but that's not rebuilding society. But that's like, a that's... necessary step. Sure, I guess I can build a campfire. Yeah. Like, that's fu- <laughs> Don't be like, so
0: hard on yourself.
1: I'll be. I'll build a campfire to light nick's chained up naked body
0: (laughs) uh hit us up with your questions at get played pod get played pod at gmail.com and matt it's now time for you to tell us next week's game
1: next week's game everything every game wait what we have to play everything I mean, we have a lot of time, but like not that much. play
2: everything. There's a game. It's a it's the game is called Everything. It's not. We're not going to play every single game next week. And this game, this game called Everything, consists of every game.
1: No, no. Oh, is it like this part in Shenmue where you get to go to an arcade and you play every game? Is that what we're playing? Are we playing the Shenmue arcade section?
2: yes yes we are playing the Great. arcade section of shenmue where we get to play every single game is that everything. what you want
0: everything thank you for clearing that up matt i do have one more question for you Yes. Uh, who's on first
2: um i do think i know this and i think i don't know is on first
1: right <laughs> <laughs> And that's our show forever.